Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope To Hear This podcast. Today I have with me Andrew Song and we talk about Squid Game. The Squid Game is a crazy successful show on Netflix right now, uh, created in South Korea. And yeah, Andrew and I, we just talk about what we thought of the show, um, some of the insight that we as Korean Americans have on the Korean culture that non-Koreans might not get from watching the show. And also just, yeah, our theories about what might happen next and, and just our thoughts on it. So it's a very interesting conversation. So yeah, hope you guys enjoy. All right, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. And welcome back to the podcast, Andrew. Thank you for coming. It's been, I don't know, this is new. I mean, <laughs> I did a podcast years ago and haven't restarted it so Mm -hmm. to be back here uh exciting to be behind a mic to kind of talk and dialogue and do something that i enjoy is exciting but the setup is far different than what (laughs) it was before so the intimidation factor is a lot higher now i hope to hear this uh which is just great news success (laughs) is just happening so uh excited and also you know i noticed um you look a lot fitter than last time i just got sick i just got sick Um, are you sure because no i feel like on social media i'm seeing you doing a a lot of like workout things and it's it's one of those things i think in the past year i think a lot of people went through a couple of different things and just for myself and my wife we really challenged to get better and healthier Mm -hmm. and uh it was an intentional decision and you know, I realized when I see people for the first time in a long time, they're like, oh, you lost weight. You look so much better. It's kind of like that weird compliment because you're like, okay, I remember how big I was before, <laughs> which was absolutely true. I won't deny it. So, uh, yeah, me and her, we've been on this like health health mm-hmm. kick in the past uh, few few years, really, through COVID. And it's been... You know, good. but like not just size, though. I feel yeah. like you just look fitter. Like... I don't, yeah. I don't. I guess. I guess. Well, thank you. Like, I thank you for broader that. shoulders. Thank you. Know. you. I realize now that it's recording and it's not just an audio thing. I've, I'm realizing I'm a little bit more insecure with the, with the look of it now. <laughs> well, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming. And today we have a very specific uh, topic we wanted to discuss, and it's something that's kind of taken the world by storm. Um, oh, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So the the show I'm sure you guys have heard the number one show on Netflix in all like 90 countries apparently yeah it's a uh, squid games yeah i'm sorry squid game yeah. it's ojingo game not games a lot of people get that wrong yeah they say squid games but it's that one it's about that one game yeah 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 so um before we go further if you guys haven't seen it please go watch it i'm sure we'll be uh there's gonna be a lot of spoilers in this conversation i realized so. in our generation two weeks like after like if you haven't watched it now it's like okay Right. You can't be mad at spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. We we gave you ample time. So, yeah. So, we'll, we're going to we're not going to hold anything back. For sure. So, yeah, let's get your take. What did you think of the show? Um I so I had watched it. I would probably say two maybe like two or three Mondays ago. Mm-hmm. And Monday's my day off cuz uh um we have I'm a pastor on Sunday or I I'm a pastor okay. so on Sunday super busy. Monday I take a day off. And so I was at home and I was uh, making lunch. And what I like to do is I like to watch something. Mm-hmm. So I was just like going through Netflix. And it usually takes me longer to pick something than how I eat. And then I just come across this like random show called Squid Game. And mm-hmm. I was like watching the trailer. I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. Not a big Korean show type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was like, okay, really expecting it for it to be like kind of comedic, not serious. But it had this like weird twist to it and yeah. kind of intriguing. So I started watching it at noon and then um, finished it that same day, 
with the last episode starting at like 1 a.m. Uh-huh. Obviously, I had like my daughter to take care of, but it was like ready to just dive back in. Uh-huh. Um, the only thing is my wife didn't really watch it with me to the very end. So she caught like the last three episodes. Mm. Um, but again, not knowing anything and going into it, just incredibly captivated yeah. from beginning to end, especially, you know, having no expectations about it yeah and just kind of going through the emotional roller coaster was you know unforgettable yeah my story is a little similar i started watching it at 10 p.m one night so 10 p.m that was when both our kids went down like my wife was sleeping as well i was kind of cleaning up downstairs yeah and i i got this new phone it's like galaxy fold so like it has a really big screen so i just opened it and i started watching it and by the time i was done I was halfway through the last episode and it was like 5 a.m. Yeah, that's half. I mean, yeah, that's like nine hours. Yeah. Like almost eight hours. So least. I said, you know what? I, I got to go to sleep. So I went to sleep. And then as soon as I woke up, I watched the rest of the final wow. episode. Yeah. So you watched all, everything but half of the last episode? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just finish the last I was I was so tired oh, at that yeah, point. And I okay. said, you know, I want to because I think I watched up to the point where it's the last like three remaining. Oh, I see. Okay. And so it was like a good stopping point. Sure. They're eating dinner and all sure, that. Sure. So I said, okay, before I get into the actual like yeah. craziness, let me. I'll recharge. say that's a lot of self control <laughs> because for most people, they're like, well, it's going to be one of these three mm-hmm. and you got to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, to stop there, I mean, I guess it is a good stopping point. But yeah. No, it was, I was fighting against my body. Like my body was shutting down. I was so tired because this was like two weeks ago. So. It was like two weeks into the like taking care of our newborn, sure. so we're not getting any sleep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all that. You're right, so you're right. it was. Like, I I I started watching it at ten, saying I'm gonna watch one episode, eleven p.m. That's not a bad time to go to sleep. No, not at but all. But then I just like it's so. The concept is so intriguing that you wanna like figure out what happens, and that's kind of how I got hooked in the beginning. But it was the character development and like the psychology of the characters that sure. kept me going. Was there a character early on that you like latched onto more? I'm gonna be honest. You know, uh, Sangu. I think his name is Sangu. Um, the the guy who graduated from yeah. like Seoul University, yeah. like the really smart guy, the one that like everyone hates. Yeah. I as I was watching more and more, I said, if I'm being really honest with myself, I probably am most like that guy than okay. anyone. Like, I I wish I could be like. Um, Ali. Sure. He's like, he's like the, I think the most unblemished good guy in this show. Like, sure. There's really nothing about him that's like, yeah, there wasn't anything that he did to put himself in the situation. Mm -hmm. He just got screwed over. Yeah. And was stuck in a situation where he had to provide. Yeah. Whereas I feel like with everyone else, there was a little bit of more selfish desires or like, you know, greed and then it didn't work out. So, uh, I mean, minus also, um, uh, the the North Korean defector. Right. Like that was a different, that's a similar situation, which yeah. is why I feel like a lot of people root for her. Because mm-hmm. the other characters, like they put themselves in those situations. You can't right. really blame them. Uh, but, you know, with Sangu, like he was a character for me where I understood why he did what he did, mm-hmm. but I could never be a fan of him because, mm-hmm. yeah, he's playing the game perfectly. Like he's the guy who should have won at the very end. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily know too many people who are actually rooting for like the right. main character, because for me, I would say like being a, a father of a little girl, mm-hmm. I'm like watching him in the first episode. I'm like, dude, I'm disgusted with you. Like, yeah. 
oh, like you go into this game, like you shouldn't survive. Like you don't have any skills. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not looking out after anything. You're mm-hmm. just kind of this aloof character. And then, um, and so, yeah, I was curious to know like which character you kind of gravitated towards. Yeah. Um, and, but for me, I, I still don't know where I land in terms of the characters. Mm. I think about, um, you know, the cop, even like him trying oh, to yeah. figure it out and just, I don't know, like I almost want to watch it again to kind of have, like build an opinion because mm-hmm. everything was so new and I was trying to like digest everything, you know, so quickly. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I'm just curious to know where other people kind of gravitate towards a character wise. Yeah. And that cops like kind of storyline, that's the most anxiety inducing part of the entire show. Cause at any moment he could be caught and he's like, but then like the way that he went about like picking up clues as to what he's supposed to be For doing sure. and things like that, that was, I think really well done. I think yeah. any other show could have kind of just made him like a superhero where he just automatically knows how to do things oh, and things I see, like I see. that. Yeah, yeah. But I think the way that they grew him into that role, I think was uh, better than what other shows would have done. Sure, sure. That I would say for me though, that plot line, mm-hmm. it was probably like the most, like it didn't fit the mm-hmm. most into that plot line, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And maybe, you know, the rumors are like there's a... Um, like what is the rumor is he's going to come back yeah. and you know there's a second part in the second season for him mm-hmm. so i'm not exactly sure like where that's going and yeah. that's what i'm hoping for but like the plot line just seemed a little bit just strange right right if you oh, see the whole thing yeah, and yeah. how it ended exactly yeah yeah just kind of like something that happened right in the middle and then i guess it's over but then in the main storyline it doesn't you know it just doesn't really fit yeah. even how it started it was kind of strange yeah but, yeah and, but then that twist was very interesting. The part where he finds out the front man is oh, his brother. brother. Yeah. Because then the implication is that this guy went through the games. He yeah. won. And then he decided to go back yeah. and like kind of help it keep continuing. True. Yeah. And so like, like the psychology of that and like sure. the reasoning for why one would do that is so intriguing. What do you think comes of that in the second? Like, let's say there mm-hmm. is a second season. I think it's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think they dive further into that? Or do you think, you know, or we figure out like, hey, in the, or it's like the duty of the person who wins mm-hmm. to kind of come back and get involved. And maybe, you know, the main character this year is going to like break that trend. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because we don't know what happens in the previous Squid Games. Right. Can, winners and stuff like that. He's the only winner that we know. Yeah, that's the the interesting thing for me is so like looking at the entire life of the brother the front man if you remember the cop he goes to his brother's like house or yeah, whatever yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a dormitory yeah, there, right exactly like a small tiny little place yeah and it's he doesn't think of his brother as this successful sure. rich guy but he at one point won millions of dollars true, right true. so like why the question is like why is he living that way yeah um, is it similar to the main character where like he went through it so mentally like he couldn't really do anything at the end? Yeah. And and is he being like forced to be the front runner or like I, there's a lot of questions. But sure. I do think that the cop is not dead. Um, oh, no, of course. Yeah. yeah, he got shot in the shoulder. Sho- shot in the shoulder into water. Exactly. Every movie shows that like, okay, he doesn't. Act- if you don't see the dead body, he's not dead. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of uh, the older brother kind of trying to convince the younger brother, the cop. Yeah. Into kind of thinking about like and, and kind of convincing him saying like this is the reason I'm doing this. Sure. And why it's necessary or, or, or something like that. I think that's kind of what's gonna come about. Sure, yeah. sure. Did your wife end up watching it too? So my wife 
Actually, the reason I started watching it is because my mother-in-law watched it first. Oh, really? And she okay. was here for like a month helping us with the new baby. Yeah. And she, my wife really doesn't like kind of these suspense-y, thrillery okay. stuff. So yeah. um, my mother-in-law just kind of like told her the entire story. Yeah, and okay. So it's as if she watched it, but she didn't actually watch it. Sure. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's one of the big interesting things for me like me being able to talk about it with my parents Mm -hmm. and like other, you know, elderly people, because generally like the Korean shows they watch are different than what the ones like I might watch. Mm -hmm. And there might be some overlap based upon like just super popularity, but like for them to have watched it and for them to have feel the, I don't know, the hype around it. Like my, my father-in-law has watched it. And so like anyone that I've known who's older have like, we've been able to kind of talk about, and this is like the first time that's ever happened, yeah. let alone like an American movie or, and I think Parasite was kind of similar to yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for me, I'm, I've like really try to think like, okay, how does this like bridge this cultural gap? Yeah. Um, and I'd love, I know that you had you had asked me, um, you know, that might be something that we want to talk about. But like you said, your mother-in-law was the one who brought it up to your uh, wife, mm-hmm. but then it's like sweeping across our generation, non-Koreans, mm-hmm. like everybody's watching it, mm-hmm. no matter age or language or, or so on and so forth. So like, I, I guess the question was like, why is it so impactful across the generation? Yeah. You know, like, I don't know, love to hear your thoughts. I mean, I mean, yeah, for me, I think the impact, I mean, the. Well, let me first say this. I, I think the reason why it's kind of broken cultural barriers yeah. is because I think every culture is going through this kind of income or wealth inequality oh sure in some level yeah um but i think i do think korea the reason why like parasite came out of korea the reason why this show came out of korea is because i think korea is going through it at an extreme level like there's like three families in korea that kind of control everything Mm -hmm. like samsung lg hyundai Mm -hmm. and then like like all their kids are like starting their own little businesses and they're taking over and like all the mom and pops are kind of going under Interesting fact. I didn't know this until I visited my brother in Korea. Big supermarkets in Korea, they have like designated days where they have to close down. Like Really? Yeah, because the idea is, so the mom and pop grocery stores, like they, they will remain open oh, and wow. it'll drive business there. So mm-hmm. like there's like government intervention to that kind of level sure. happening because of this um, income inequality. But I think the generational thing yeah. is because the games are all gen- like things, games that our parents play. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And even though like the Targona thing. Yeah, yeah. Ha- have you ever had that? I've never had that. So I, I've had it in my life uh-huh. only because my dad taught it to me. Like he one day just like had like a ladle. Okay. And then he's like, hey, this is like what I used to eat. And I think you'll really like it. And he yeah. like made it for me once. It's like burnt sugar, right? It's, it's like pretty much melted yeah. sugar. Yeah. And it's... um. It like ruins the ladle. So if you guys are gonna try it at home, oh really? Yeah, like it, like we couldn't like we had to throw it away oh, after wow. like multiple uses. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, I, so I think that's that's probably why it resonates for them. If I had to take a guess, and I think the like the creator and the writer of it did a fantastic job of like capturing this nostalgic memories mm-hmm. for like this older generation. Mm-hmm. And like intertwining that with a plot line that is obviously attractive to like young, you know, Netflix watchers and yeah. series and stuff like that. And for it only to have been nine episodes and to have gone through 
like to be able to capture like that older generation mm-hmm. with those games, but then also to get them into the to the storyline and so on and so forth. I thought it was like really brilliant. Yeah. Because me and my parents are talking about the show. Yeah. And I think it was the um I forget what it's called in Korean, but like the paper game. They yeah. all played it as a kid. Yeah. And they all had the Targona, the sugar. They yeah. all did that. Red Light Green Line is pretty much, you know, across every culture, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And so they can all connect. And they feel that nostalgia, right? Yeah. And, you know, for us to have gotten introduced to that mm-hmm. and and even for the characters to be like, oh, I remember playing this as a kid and, and stuff like that. And so um, it's been an interesting conversation to have with my parents and, you know, to be able to ask them about, like, what do you think about the show, though? You know, yeah. like, and all those things. I think it's opening up conversations if people are willing to have it yeah. with with each other. And I also think, um, especially for Asian-American parents, they know the desperation in, in terms of, like, seeking economic success sure like they probably can I'm, I'm maybe not to the level of the characters in the show yeah but to some degree they can probably relate to um yeah pretty much sacrificing everything to to gain some sort of financial stability sure yeah. right and like in, for korea like korea it seems like a really modern economically thriving country now but you you go back like not even like a hundred years maybe oh, like no. yeah it's less than that probably yeah, yeah. and it was, it was like one of the poorest countries in the eastern hemisphere yeah you know so yeah. that's saying something so I think that memory is also fresh for um, sure yeah especially for like I'll talk to my parents um, or my my father in law um, his wife had grown up in more of like the countryside mm-hmm. to where like the economic flourishing didn't reach quite that far you know that quickly Mm -hmm. and so there's still this like understanding or or this tension that exists of like trying to obviously build some sort of wealth or or a life for themselves and understanding like the economic struggles and stuff like that and so um well yeah and before we go any further actually one thing i wanted to talk to you about is there are several things in the show that if you're not korean you might not have picked up on sure and so like I, i i was trying to think through this and one big one is um, there's a scene where Sangu is like in a tub, and he's burning something on like oh the a, charcoal yeah, yeah the yeah, charcoal yeah. thing right so um, that's a very commonly used charcoal in, in Korea. Um, I visited Korea like three years ago, and yeah. that we used that to like grill outside yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. It's basically charcoal. Yeah. But the fumes in an enclosed space will kill you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, just that. In and of itself, that charcoal is actually synonymous with like, like one like trying to commit, commit suicide. suicide. Yeah. yeah, like I don't. Have you seen the show uh, Itaewon Class? I have. I was gonna say like the only reason really I know about that scene uh-huh. is because they put the charcoal inside the um, um, inside the van when people were. I think they were going on a trip or something like that, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Well, in uh in Itaewon Class? Or not, was no not in, in Vincenzo. Oh, I haven't seen Vincent. Oh, okay, 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 never mind then. Yeah. So, but but there's a scene in Itaewon class yeah. where this dad is like really down on his luck and he like can't really feed his kid. Okay. And like there's a grandma who's like a loan shark and then she sees him and she's like, "What are you doing? Why like why are you out here? Why aren't you taking care of your kid?" And she sees that in his bag, yeah. he bought one of those uh, Oh, charcoal. okay, okay. I remember that scene. Yeah. I remember that scene. Okay. And then as soon as she sees it, she like starts like hitting him and like beating him. Oh, okay, okay. And I'm sure like American audiences watching that scene of that show yeah. were like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah. But that's implied that he's going to try to like commit, commit suicide. suicide. Yes. I do remember that scene, yeah. which I, 
uh, I got confused. If you haven't seen Vincenzo, like that's a, that's another like, must. I, I just show. watched like the first half of the first episode last week. So I, I, I always tell people you got to get through four episodes. Uh-huh. You got to get past like the Italian Korean kind of cheesiness, uh-huh. but it gets it gets better. Okay, and yeah. so I'll give it another shot. <laughs> again, I'm not a big Korean show person, uh-huh. but like. You know, those are I only watch the really popular ones yeah. as of right now. But yeah, no, in Vincenzo, I remember that there was a scene where there's a group of people who, you know, were who were murdered, but it was supposed to be uh, framed as a suicide. And what they did was they were inside the car with a uh, with the charcoal burning. And right. So, um, right. Yeah. To make it look like they killed. They com- they committed suicide rather than right. you know them being murdered. Yeah. Another thing that um I don't know if people. Uh, caught is this distinction of like Hyung and Oppa. Yeah. And um the the most striking part was in the beginning where the the gangster guy. Yeah. I forget his name. But whatever. The, yeah. the gangster guy, he's like running away. Like he's it was after they um put a pause on the games. Uh-huh. And then he's like kind of out and he's like trying to like steal money. With like one of his like underlings, yeah, 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 and the underling keeps calling him Hyung Nim, Hyung Nim, Hyung Nim. But yeah. in the subtitles, they just put his name constantly. Okay. And yeah. at the end, oh, Tuzhok or something like that is his name. And right after he reveals that he's like betrayed him, yeah, he calls him by his first, first name. name. Yeah. So that that is like in Korean culture, especially with like criminals like that. Like oh, for sure. The Hyung Nim is like the formality of that is sure. such a important vital thing. Sure, sure. And just the way that he turns from calling him Hyungnim to his first name was yeah. a real like kind of a, a cherry on top of the um, the betrayal. Sure, yeah. sure. It's like kind of like crossing the line. Too. Oh, for like, sure. When he just called him like yeah. just by his name rather than giving him that that honor honorary mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's interesting if you think about even in the game that even though everybody's like trying to you know survive and win, yeah. that that reality of relationships still exists yeah. in like, I don't, I don't want like that ecosystem of honor and respect still yeah. exists, even when they're trying to kill each other yeah. and trying to, you know, navigate around this game rather than looking at each other as like, you know, we're peers in this and we're just kind of opponents here. Right. There's still this like tension of, oh, if you're older than me, you still get this honor yeah. and stuff like that, which you're right. I mean, if you're, if you're watching it as a non-Korean, it does you does you do miss out on some of the relational aspects, which yeah. is what a lot of the show's about. And, yeah. and especially because the subtitles, it's like hard to translate yeah. that, you know. Yeah. So they just instead of Opa or Hyung or whatever, they just yeah. put the person's name. Yeah. Um, especially like the really sad uh, scene of Ali dying. Yeah. Um, he when he realizes that Sangu had betrayed him, yeah, he's, he doesn't call him Sangu still. He says, "Oh, Hyung. yeah," and then he dies, and then he gets killed. So yeah. like that, um, that's like another like even till his death, even after having yeah. that's like a real interesting juxtaposition, right? Yeah, yeah. Even after realizing the betrayal, he hasn't let go of the the bond sure. that he has, and also at the very end when it's Sangu versus Kyun, yeah, the, the main character. And he says sorry. I think he says, "Hyung Miane," like oh, really? sorry. I have Hyung. to rewatch it again. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he still calls him Hyung, like before he like kills. Before himself. he kills him. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. So like, but then to your point, it's like they had this. They were literally trying to kill each other until to the very this end. point. Yeah, yeah. But then like, like he's still in the way that he addresses his yeah. Hyung. 
it's evident that that bond was never really completely severed. For sure. Yeah. And it almost seems like him killing himself. And I had a conversation with somebody about this the other day. Is like, was that scene, you know, like, was that enough to be a virtuous enough, mm. like, act mm-hmm. to redeem, you know, all the wrong that has happened? Obviously, this, is, this takes us to a different tangent mm-hmm. uh, in the show. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, a friend like a friend of mine was just like, you know, they don't blame the the rich people putting this together Mm -hmm. because it was everybody's choice, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But then at the very end, there's this like tension of like, man, you just killed all these people for greed. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think what happened in that last scene was enough virtue to have like forgiven Kihun of everything that he's done Mm -hmm. in the past? Like, do you see Kiwan at the very end as being, like, redeemed? Mm-hmm. Or is he still this, like, gambler, bad father type of individual? Yeah, that's hard. I, I think Kiwan, I think there's a little bit of redemption for him mm-hmm. because he wanted to um, say, Let, let's just quit, Yeah, you know? And give all the money to the people who yeah, we killed. Who, and Who've and, died, yeah. 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 So, and he's so, at that moment, like, for him... This relationship that he has with Sang yeah, is more important yeah. than the money that he desperately needed. Yeah, because if you remember back to the first episode, if he doesn't give his loan sharks the money back, they're gonna take his organs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he's dead anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's so. Um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of redemption there. Sure, but the part that so, but it's like hard to blame any of the characters. But the part that kind of made him cross over from kind of like aloof good guy yeah. to like kind of malicious bad guy uh-huh. is when he's playing the marble games yeah and then like he try he kind of like takes advantage of the the old guy's yeah. like seeming sure diamond dementia yeah. right yeah so like yeah i don't know i but can you blame him because exactly. he's still in the game exactly right and that's the conversation it's yeah. like i think a lot of times we get lost when they've had to make these like decisions mm-hmm. like either that person dies mm-hmm. or i'm gonna die mm-hmm. that's why i was thinking about um Sangu's what he did to Ali. Mm-hmm. Everybody hated him mm-hmm. for what he did to Ali, but then we only hate him because we don't have to make that choice. Yeah. But you obviously, you know, this is uh, hopefully this isn't a real scenario right, in any right, stretch. Right. But like, if you're in that situation, like, can you really blame him? Mm-hmm. Which goes to the commentary of like what you're talking about. Like, it's easy for people, you know. I'll say like in my situation, who have enough. Mm-hmm. Who don't have to be put in these desperate situations to, you know, make these what may seem as like morally gray decisions yeah. to survive, yeah. right? And I think that's one of the driving factors of the show mm-hmm. is because it really sheds light on the fact that, hey, there's a segment of this population in the world who finds themselves making certain decisions like this. Mm-hmm. And then there are like those who have enough in their life who tend to look down and be like, well, how can you make that choice or X, right. Y, and Z? But we don't we don't know, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'll say this. I hated Sangu for what he did. Mm-hmm. You hate Kyun for what he did for like taking advantage of the old man. Mm-hmm. You know, when the old man reveals that he actually knew everything, you kind of are like, oh. then you're like, oh my God, this old man is, re- like, he's the number one hero yeah. in the show. <laughs> but then I look back on it and be like, well, what else, what else are you going to do yeah. in that situation? Yeah. Which goes to... What's Hebiok and her conversation, which I think that was probably the probably best scene 
throughout the whole show mm. is like their conversation, how they go about doing it, mm-hmm. and like the back and forth and the tension of like, well, we'll play a game, you know. And I think um, Sebyok was always going to come out of it because yeah. that girl knew like she she didn't have the hope that Sebyok has yeah. and stuff like that. And so, you know, um, yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard to be mad at him, mm-hmm. knowing like, okay, they're in the Squid Game, and you know, the all if you're playing the game, you're playing to win to yeah. stay alive. Yeah. So you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, and it, all of this has to be put in the context of the fact that everyone had a choice. Exactly. Like they left. Yeah. And then they all decided to come back. Exactly. So yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like I think the Marble Games was really kind of the hardest games to watch. Sure. Because. I think you can put yourself in everyone's position. Like I, I was like when you watch Kiyun and the old man playing, mm-hmm. like you can see like in his eyes, like I have to take advantage of this because look, this guy's losing his mind already. Like yeah. he's gonna die anyways. Like yeah. I can't die just to prolong his life a little bit more. And yeah. then like, and like Sangwoo, like he's like a really smart guy. So like coming up with that ridiculous like, yeah. uh, I'll, like oh, I have a plan. Like we can get through it together. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, none of the characters can be blamed. I think like it's sure and it's like it's that's the tragic part of it I think the tragic part of it is um, they all had this uh, choice they came and they're they're in it to win like they like whether at the cost of someone else's life they they have to otherwise it's like their own life yeah not even to win but to stay alive yeah yeah right and they all you know it started off like oh I want the money but it became very clear like well I, we, we want to stay alive. Yeah. And then you see people get pushed to the point of when, you know, their principles are, you know, yeah, their principles are, they weigh heavier than their own life. Mm-hmm. Such as like, what is it? The, uh, the, the glass ladder scene mm-hmm. where the woman was like, I'm not going to win, but I told this guy like, you're like, we're going to die together. Right. And so she was willing to like, you know, stick to her like integrity for lack of better terms mm-hmm. to be like, you screw me over. Like we're, we're, you're screwed over too. Mm-hmm. And then obviously he, you know, she takes him down and stuff like that. Yeah. Which again, all of this is just like so beautifully orchestrated yeah. to get to the very end where it's like, you know, and to find out like there's more squid games happening after. Yeah. You're just like, whoa. Yeah. You know, this is I can't wait for season two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, yeah, and I think um, the yeah, it's just uh, going back to the Marvel game between Sebyeok and that other girl. Yeah, like the real like I think tragedy of all of this is a person coming to a point of saying, like, I have nothing to live for. Like that's the sure. that was the saddest part for me. Like the the girl who yeah, yeah. intentionally lost so that yeah. Hebe could win. Yeah. I mean, of course, Hebeok's story is very moving. She yeah. wants to save her mom yeah. and take her uh, brother out of like that orphanage and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But the, the the fact that someone gets to a point of like I have nothing to fight for, mm-hmm. like I have nowhere to go, nothing to do, even yeah. if I were to survive. Yeah. Like I wonder how many people out there are actually in that situation of like. There is no hope for me. Sure. And like the will to fight and move forward is totally gone. Do you think, so with that character, mm-hmm. actually, I don't want to say disagree, but with that mm-hmm. character, I think she, she realized like what she has the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. Like before she was like, well, I have, you know, I'm just here. And you could tell, I think it was like in the tug of war game or oh, whatnot, yeah. where she was just like, well, I'm just here. I'm going to die anyway. Yeah. But then at that point when she was in the marbles with Sebyok and she's talking and Sebyok's 
you know, explaining like things that she wants to do with the money and stuff like that. She realized like, hey, anything I want to do is far less valuable to the world mm-hmm. than her. And so I think my like her calling at that point is mm-hmm. to give her the give her the opportunity, yeah. which for me is which was like like amazingly beautiful, but yeah. also like you're right, like heartbreaking as yeah. well. So I don't I think she was able to find like a sense of like hope in her sacrifice yeah. because at the very end uh, I forget what she says I wish I would have rewatched it before like that last sort of comment when uh, Sebyeok was walking away and, oh thanks for playing with me oh yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for playing with me and yeah. like that's kind of all she wanted yeah. was for somebody to kind of see her and like yeah. have a relationship with her yeah. and dude I just got chills when he said yeah. that because I remember <laughs> she's like you know thanks for playing with me and Sebyeok can't turn around because of she's faced with the reality yeah. of what's happening and and again for me that that episode and that section and that storyline was probably my favorite and yeah. the one that I think it rocked a lot of people yeah. as they were watching it yeah. because up until then you didn't really get to know Sebyeok that much mm-hmm. but then through that you get to recognize like and you hear a story about her brother and stuff like that and mm-hmm. so and I think that's the only time in the whole like Squid Game where someone makes a sacrifice for someone else yeah I mean I guess you could argue the old man did, but he was never in. He was never in the game. Yeah, yeah you learned that at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that makes it also special. But so, like, when just looking at that scene, it is, like, really beautiful. And, like, she does have this, like, redemptive arc in that. Yeah. And she's, like, found her purpose and all that. Yeah. But when you, like, when for me, when I kind of, like, zoom out and look at the whole game, it's like, well, why did she have to make that sacrifice in the first place? Like, why in society like mm-hmm. if i translate it to like a real sure. world why in our society like do we have to be faced with this like desperate like you have to do something that's so horrible to find meaning kind of thing sure yeah yeah i mean so yeah i, I agree like that that scene like just really got me thinking a lot yeah and, like just yeah it was really heartbreaking yeah for sure yeah, yeah. i think the twist really kind of changed the the, the what is it the feeling of the show mm-hmm. when they're now like faced with each other mm-hmm. um, because everybody, you know, up until that point, you know, nobody thought like they were really going to have to like push each other to the edge. Mm-hmm. And that just obviously took it to that next level of emotion. Yeah. And in that game, remember it was, there was a, a married couple yeah. that kind of, yeah, that was the other part. Yeah. 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 And the, the real juxtaposition for me of, someone in the game and like one of the VIPs watching mm-hmm. was when there was this one like big fat white guy who was like who had bed money on the husband yeah and he sees the husband like about to like commit suicide yeah and he's like laughing about it kind yeah, of like yeah. oh loser what are you doing like yeah. I'm gonna lose money yeah and like that just the if when you like think about just those two things someone who's like like first of all he's already in the squid game so yeah emotionally and mentally he's already wrecked yeah but then having to face the fact that he had a hand in the death of his wife mm-hmm. and driven to suicide in that way yeah while on the other hand someone's like living it up having fun watching as if like it's like a movie or yeah, something. yeah yeah like, for their entertainment like that was like that like made me so mad sure. like that was like sure. oh my gosh like yeah. that's the worst human being like ever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's and I don't I haven't thought too much into the reality of, you know, that segment, like the relationship of like the rich and uber wealthy putting together the squid game. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I remember like, again, this conversation I had with somebody else, like they don't blame the rich people Mm -hmm. 
because again they gave it's it's their choice right right, right. but i think it's unfair to just simply say like oh the desperate people had a choice they could leave mm-hmm. that i think that's a you know not to get overly into it like that's a privileged response to think like they do have a choice right whereas their choice is you know to go back into sort of a worthless you know life where it's probably meaningless whereas here there's a little bit of hope or something like that you know which i think is shedding light on you know obviously things that are going on you know not not to overly extrapolate squid game into like what's happening in our world but um yeah like i get what my friend is saying but at the same time it's like i think that's not totally fair to just simply say like oh these guys had a choice to leave and they did and they came back Mm -hmm. It's because they were faced with their realities. And if you're looking for a chance to be successful, like you're going to take whatever you can. And the more desperate you are, the the further you're willing to go yeah. is what we're obviously able to see in the show. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think, especially in Korea, there is, I mean, Korea as a, the, the culture being rooted in like Confucianism, there's a lot of like shame-based. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what the word is, motifs or mm-hmm. narratives in a, in a lot of like different aspects of Korean life. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's what motivates Sangwoo the most, right? Sure. So oh, like, yeah. um, like we think, oh, they have a choice to go back to their crappy life. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people understand the full depth of what that actually means. Sure. Like oh, yeah. And, and, and like, if you think about, and I think that the reason why, I don't know if this is apparent to like American audiences, but the reason why they emphasize the fact that Sangu was this um, like well-educated, super successful, like went to a really good school kind of thing is because th- those are kind of the things that a lot of Koreans put pride in, yeah. in into their children. Yeah, I'm sure you had to deal with like your parents talking about your grades and like you yeah, go yeah, to of course, school. Yeah, all yeah, Asian Americans, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, and uh, Koreans, Asian in those countries yeah, too. Yeah. They go through all that as well. For sure. And at one point, they call him the, I forget the the hometown they're from, but they call him the pride of that hometown. Yeah. So it like transcended just the family, but the entire neighborhood has like pride in him. Yeah. And for him to have failed so drastically for in, sure. in yeah. the real world, like you can see like why he would so desperately want to reclaim yeah. that pride and yeah, yeah, want yeah. to do all that. And yeah, so... I do definitely think there's a lot to think about in uh-huh. terms of the actual economic implications of the show. Sure, yeah, sure. And you get to see how how much shame can fuel people to go to like desperate lengths mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to cover that up, mm-hmm. right? Like he was, I mean, he did God knows what to be able to try to win this game. Yeah. Not so that he could be wealthy, but like kind of what you're saying to kind of regain the stature of the fact that hey i'm i'm the pride of this hometown i'm not coming back you know with debt and bad choices and bad judgment like i get to come back like he's not going to come back as like a squid game he's going to come back as if you know nothing ever happened to his life and he has all the money to pay back the debts and stuff like that um and i think every character you know struggles with a little bit of shame in a lot of different ways yeah to push them to those points but i think you know at the very end with kiyun right Mm -hmm. i did want to ask you what were your thoughts on him heading to you know obviously him heading to uh america to see his Mm -hmm. daughter Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and then turning back to fight this 
moral war mm-hmm. against the Squid Game characters, right? Yeah, so, like because it was in the subway, and he sees the he sees the guy playing, right. and he realizes, oh, this game is still going on. Yeah. Like, what what are your thoughts on how like his decision process in that? Obviously, as a father, mm-hmm. but then also as like you know someone who, you know, knowing like his moral compass, mm-hmm. you know. So initially, I was like. I would never do that. Yeah. 100% getting on the plane, yeah. going to go see my daughter. Yeah. Right. So that, that's, that was my initial reaction. Yeah. But then I kind of started thinking deeper as in, all right, if I have that feeling of like that, the strong feeling of I would go see my daughter, uh-huh. like I wonder if the trauma that he went through was such that, that the, the desire to end the games mm-hmm. was bigger Mm-hmm. Than that huge desire to go want to go see his daughter. I see what you're saying. Because like I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to assume that he doesn't love his daughter. Sure, yeah. Because it, it was apparent in the first episode. Yeah, he really yeah. loves his daughter, right? Yeah. So I had to reframe it to, oh, the desire to want to end it yeah. must be so great. Sure. And and I think that's a little evident in the way that he lived after the games. Like he didn't touch any of the money. Yeah. He was just kind of like. He wanted to be distant from, from all of that. Yeah. Until he saw the the, the guy, still going the game, on, yeah. or or when he saw the uh, the grandfather. Oh yeah. And then the year, right. yeah, he came, he got face to face with the with the grandfather, mm-hmm. right? And then obviously that scene happened, and he realized actually like what the game is about. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was what a year later. Yeah. You see him able to you know seize Hebyok's younger brother mm-hmm. and then give money to what's his name Sangwoo's mom mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah. you know in a different sort of situation he's using it for to redeem I guess the game and whatever it happened mm-hmm. and then he comes face to face with the reality like oh they're still doing this yeah. to people yeah. um, but again it's, it comes back to the I think the core question of the show is like these people have a choice yeah. but is it right for their desperation to be manipulating, like manipulating their choice, because that's what it is, right? right? They're all desperate, but they still all have a choice, but in reality, they don't, right? right? So it's that weird tension of like, yeah, Yeah. you can participate or not, but we know what the other options is, and chances are you're kind of coming back. And they're doing this at, what is it? At the pleasure of of the uber-wealthy or whatever. And so that's, yeah, that's the... It's like hard to say there's a choice mm-hmm. when both choices are you're likely dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. But then there's one of the choices has a glimmer of hope. Yeah. You forget about all the negative things that might happen yeah. and then you just follow hope. Right? Sure. Yeah, I, I think that's the overarching theme of the show, like yeah. hope, right? Because yeah. at the end, when he... At the plot twist, when you realize that the old man is actually the guy who hosted the games. Yeah, yeah. He makes a bet with Kuhn and says, if that if someone helps that guy out, I'll uh, give you money. And if he doesn't, then you have to give me all your money or something yeah, like yeah, that, right? Yeah. Then you find that someone did go to the police and got and, someone. Yeah. So so they did help. So like I think like the overall kind of theme of the show is like there's there's still hope in humanity. Sure. Human humans have hope. Yeah. Um, but there are still like really nasty situations like the Squid Games where they're manipulating people's desperation to to and, and like that's that was the most disturbing part like the whole game like the whole series yeah. as i was watching it the answer i was looking for is 
why is why are these games happening yeah like who's putting it on yeah, yeah, what's the yeah. motive right yeah, yeah. and to find that the motive was i was bored pretty much yeah like that like first of all it was like oh that's such a unsatisfying answer oh really okay like that like i didn't i wanted there to be something more like crazy something sure, sure. i don't know more methodical or whatever mm-hmm. but then the more I thought about it like i realized that I felt so dissatisfied, mm-hmm. not because the answer was dissatisfying, mm-hmm. but more because it was so disturbing. Sure. Like how, how can you kill four hundred, basically four hundred and fifty-five people? Yeah. Just because you're bored. Yeah. And you're just kind of like. But I mean, the the truth is, like, I think the the genesis of the idea of the show is, you know, I hate to say, it, like, sort of based in reality. Mm-hmm. And somebody made the perfect comparison of, like, you know, you have you know, in Rome, you have the Colosseum that housed, you know, the wealthy people watching gladiators. Right. And, and, you know, I don't want to say like we do it to a certain extent with sports, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, watching there's, there's this weird thing within our culture. And I think with humans to, in some ways, like, obviously people aren't killing each other by any stretch, but there's a, there's, competitiveness like competition that drives entertainment right right? yeah and so like you can't blame the uber wealthy if that makes sense right but then at the same time it's like well this is true in our world in a lot of like more like safer levels yeah but then it's a very slippery slope too you know and so that's what begins to like start to question you know our kind of our perspective on the world and stuff like that. You know, I'm a huge sports fan. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not by any means, you know, saying that sports is wrong, but like there is a certain element of, you know, similarities, you know, of what people enjoy. Yeah. Right. Like you still have, you know, thousands of people going to watch people, you know, fight or battle or, or something like that. The rules are different. Right. Right. But it's still, there's still some similarities there. Yeah. And if, if you think about the, videos that get the most views on youtube and things like yeah. that yeah they're like most of the times they're like negative things sure like sure. we're like drawn to human misery yeah like yeah celebrity gossip oh yeah. someone got divorced oh let's yeah. let's see what's going on there true. like yeah it's like yeah i think there is if if you're blaming the uber rich mm. vips of the show saying yeah. like how can be they how can they be so heartless yeah i think there is a check that you have to do to make sure you're not engaging in similar behavior yeah. at a smaller degree yeah, yeah. And, and so like you know and that's a that's a tough extrapolation to yeah, take yeah. from the show like yeah. obviously by no means am i saying like that's the reality mm-hmm. but i mean there there there's a thread and i think this is why the show hits so hard mm-hmm you know, in our day and age, because people connect with it, whether they know it or not, mm-hmm. on a certain level of like rooting for a certain character in the show or rooting for a certain idea mm-hmm. or like getting angry or hurt or or saddened or like excited about certain of these themes that like the show is like, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally doing. Um, and it's, you know, it's the reason why it's popular now is because there's, it's so like ingrained within culture as well. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw, but this has like been hitting the internet of like the, this show was actually created in 2009 mm-hmm. by the writer and it was just rejected. Yeah. And I feel like, and as I was thinking about it, I feel like it was rejected because what the show was like representing didn't exist in 2009. Mm-hmm. But now in 2021, you know, things have evolved 10 years later, 12 years, where like 
people can now see why, you know, people want to watch this. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. things are, times are different. And, yeah. you know, obviously the internet has, has revealed and changed and evolved some stuff. And so, you know, he in some way saw it happened, you know, saw it happening way earlier. Mm-hmm. And then now obviously we, we see it now. Yeah. So. And I think also Parasite didn't hurt. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? So Parasite, if you guys don't know, a Korean movie, really great. Go watch it. But it has similar themes, right? It has the theme of economic uh, inequality. Mm-hmm. And the the thing about Parasite, though, is uh, the director, Bong Joon-ho, yeah. he said that this is a tragedy without a villain. A comedy without a clown is what he called his okay. movie, uh-huh. and so like when you watch it, you can really relate to anybody. Yeah, and like yeah, yeah. there's not like a set evil antagonist. Yeah, and so like that was like really what was interesting about that movie. Sure, but I feel like with Squid Game, they took the same theme of economic inequality, mm-hmm. but they actually did put a villain to it. Sure, it's the uber wealthy. Yeah, and like I I want to say that it's not too far off mm-hmm. because. So one thing I recently read about that Amazon's been doing, um, the company. So I, I'm actually really anti. I used to be anti Amazon. Okay. But I realized I'm more so that way because Amazon's on the cutting edge of uh-huh. of this kind of behavior. But sure. recently, what they did is they um, they're testing out like these games in their warehouses. Like okay. so, for if you do something right, if you put. Like if you, within a specific time, get an item from one end of the warehouse to another or whatever, yeah. then like they like give you points. Oh, sure. And then they like have it on like a display in the oh, warehouse. Oh, so like, yeah, it's, um, there's a, there's a phrase for that. I remember a friend of mine telling me, but basically introducing games to workplaces. Like game yeah, elements to the workplace. workplace. Yeah. Right. And then like, if you don't do well, they fire you through the app, <laughs> like their worker oh, really? app. Okay. Apparently like a lot of the warehouses, like. It's not even a human being making the decision. They like check all your metrics, and if you're oh, not working well enough, yeah. then it's like an automatic algorithm-based firing. Oh wow! Yeah. So, like, if if you think about that again, yeah. it's a little bit. I'm. It's hard. It's it's harsh to make the connection between sure. that behavior and Squid yeah. Game. Yeah. But you can kind of see the dotted line, right? Like how how they are similar. Sure. You know, like yeah. Uber rich guy like Jeff Bezos <laughs> is having fun going into space sure and but then he doesn't care about his underlings like sure, their sure. livelihoods uh-huh. whatever might be happening to them so like i i do think squid game is if anything it, it is kind of a warning to what our society might be going toward okay if we don't check ourselves interesting okay yeah i mean any thoughts on there's that? i mean there's there's a lot i'd have okay. to kind of think through that because i would say on the other side of it right you know and it comes to me like the first word that comes to me is like value Mm -hmm. right you know obviously we use amazon because of its efficiency Mm -hmm. and the only way amazon can be efficient is if it moves quickly right and obviously that trickles down and then the value for that business is obviously like consumerism and, and so on and so forth but the question is like will our culture shift in a way where they'll pay more and wait for it longer knowing that you know somebody can keep their job yeah you know does that make sense right which is is it am so like and I'm, if i'm playing like devil's advocate mm-hmm. like is that amazon's fault or are they catering towards what you know yeah. we as a consumer 
are looking for, yeah. right? Like I remember I'd order something at like 9 a.m. It's at my house at 5. I was like, this is amazing, <laughs> right? That only happens if you can push somebody or something. It sounds like they're threatening to fire if they don't yeah. move fast enough, yeah. right? Yeah. And and obviously being the consumer side, like we don't see that. You don't see the implications of what we want to do. And so I get what you're saying. Like, it, you know, we can move into that direction mm -hmm. if we don't check ourselves. And, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of the day, obviously my principles and values will always be people over everything. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's it's such it's that tension. Yeah. Right. It's that like totally it's that tension of like our own sphere and making sure like we're enjoying our life and, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But also thinking about you know, what are the implications of other people, yeah. right? And yeah. and I think at the end, and kind of bringing it back, to this, like, I think that's what happens to um, Kihun at the very end, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He's like, I have all this money, I can take care of my daughter, I can go and do that. But I recognize that I need, if I'm not involved in this, who had this sort of experience to break this immoral sort of reality of people who feel like they have a choice, but they actually don't, and they're mm -hmm. pushed to do this like terrible things. Like he's kind of caught in that tension, and we see kind of how he handles it, yeah. right? And yeah. and you know, it's a tough battle yeah. for sure. Yeah. And uh, it's great. I don't I don't know if there's a right answer or a wrong answer. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that about Amazon. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I'll probably still no, use Amazon. That's that, that's know? the thing, though. It's yeah. Look, you asked the question: yeah. Can can we blame Amazon? Yeah. I don't think we can. If it's, if there's anyone to blame, it's us. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. our behavior. It's what we want. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'll be honest with you too. Like, even though I say all these things about Amazon, yeah. like I I use them occasionally. Like, so it's like, it's so like you're right. The value of it, it's 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 hard, especially when we don't see the other side. So like, if of course. like if you knew someone who worked at Amazon and they said, hey, if you decide to receive your package a day later, mm -hmm. then that'll really help me out. Yeah. If you have that in front of you, then I'm yeah. sure that'd be an easier choice to make. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Like, you're my friend. I'm, I, don't, I, I don't need this until tomorrow. Like, sure. I'll do that. But then because our society has built all these kind of walls yeah. between us, yeah. like, it's, like, you can't really see that. So, like, you just, you feel like your behavior is harmless. Sure. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me ask you this. If the ending of Squid Game... Mm -hmm was that Ki-hoon talking to his daughter walks into the airplane and it just kind of fades out mm -hmm. and that's it. Mm -hmm. Is that a better ending or is is it a better ending the fact that he's willing to go and fight against the next year of Squid Game? I personally yeah. would have liked the TV show better if he went to his daughter mm -hmm. just because I can relate to that more. Uh -huh. But... I like that they subverted that expectation mm -hmm. and had him because I I think if there's a redeeming moment for Kihun as a character, that's yeah. probably it. Sure. Yeah. Him saying he loves his daughter. He, yeah. he loves his newfound wealth, but he's concerned about humanity overall. Sure. Yeah. I think that was. Yeah. True. Whereas before, like he chose himself over his daughter mm -hmm. in this situation, he's choosing like humanity and yeah. choosing like whatever's morally right. Right over obviously like his life is at stake now mm -hmm. he may never see his daughter again mm -hmm. and yeah and i would agree i think that redeems him mm -hmm. from like you know his relationship that he had with his daughter first yeah but again he's still he's what is it he uh he's still leaving his daughter out there yeah you know which that, is which is kind of tough and mm -hmm. obviously i think the the writer did it so that we can 
recognize like, okay, now he's thinking about something bigger than yeah. himself. Right? And, and you know, if I think about it, it's sure he loves his daughter, but he, the daughter is having a great time in America. Yeah. Like she has her stepdad. She has her mom. Yeah. She's being taken care of. Like she's fine as is. Yeah. And so for him to decide to not partake in that and then go the opposite way to help save these people, these yeah. desperate people, I think, yeah, that, that's pretty commendable. Sure. Yeah. The more I think about it, yeah, I think that's that's commendable. Uh, let me ask you this. I had one question, though. Um, not Ki-hoon, but Sang-woo mm-hmm. at the end when he kills himself. Yeah. Do you think that was like sacrificial? Is there any redeeming quality in, in the fact that he did that? So I go both. I go kind of both sides. Mm-hmm. I say yes in the fact that um, I say yes in the fact that he um, does it to say like he does it knowing like okay I can I can provide for my mom. Mm-hmm. All my mistakes can be covered, mm-hmm. not by me. Like I don't save myself from my own shame, mm-hmm. right? Like I give myself up for this to happen. Mm-hmm. Which and he trusted that Kyun would do it. But I also say no because, like, he kills himself knowing, like, if he didn't, he'd have to go back. You know what I'm talking about? Like, he'd have to right. go back to his life right. with nothing, now beat up, knowing, like, none of this money is going to anyone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, there's no such thing as a good deed type yeah. of sort of idea. Like, yes, he killed himself. But then he also like him saving himself from from the sh- the shame, right? Yeah, like, because right. what's his name? Kion was ready to like deal with the shame mm-hmm. because he understood like I don't like at this moment. This is my line. I am not going to do this for this money, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say all this. I know the rules. All this money is going to go to the families of people who owed money, right? And so, in the, some ways, their debts can be paid. Yeah. But me, I'm going to go back and deal with my own life and so on and so forth. Yeah. And what's his name? Sangu decided, no, you know what? I'm not going to do it. You're going to take my money, take care of my mom, yeah. and you win the game, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. I kind of go both I kind of go both ways. Yeah, I, I think Sangu is the one character who is like the same throughout yeah, the entire... Yeah, most consistent. I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His, even his killing himself at the end was no different than him killing Sebyeok yeah. in the previous scene. Yeah, It, it was one goal... And that goal is to, you know, redeem his like kind of good name yeah. and to take care of his mom yeah. and get that money somehow. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, like he did one good thing. Yeah. But then I, I like thought about it and I was like, oh, he did it because he was still the same guy. I think so. Yeah. 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 Wow. And I like he was always and I'll say this, like everyone else kind of went through their ups and downs, mm-hmm. went through their evolutions and mm-hmm. such. But Tangu, you're right. He was the most consistent. Mm-hmm. He knew what he wanted to do at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and, and you saw that when it came to the uh, the sugar game. Mm-hmm. Like he knew what the game was, and he chose to kind of withhold that, right. even though they made this agreement. Even though everybody decided, okay, we're going to be a team. Yeah. And he was just like, and like he knew exactly. That's why he picked this. Uh, I forget what shape the triangle. The, shape. Yeah, the easiest one. To yeah, make. the easiest one to do it. Yeah. Right, and yeah. and uh, because of that, you. That's why he's so hard to root for. Yeah. But like he's also the one where you're like, well, he's doing it the right way. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. if you're trying to win this game. Right. So right. if you kind of take the humanity out of it. Exactly. Maybe, yeah. Exactly. And, and that scene, I think, makes uh, Ki Hoon's uh, decision at the end to kind of just say, hey, let's quit this game. Yeah. Even more noble 
is because he knew at that moment, like after the game was done, yeah. he knew that Sangwoo knew what the game was because mm. of his reaction. Yeah, of course. Right? So then, but then, so like he knew from the get, from the very beginning, yeah. this guy was like kind of being dishonest yeah, and yeah. he was only in it for himself. Yeah. Even knowing that, he he decided, I'm, let's just try to like make it out of this alive together. Yeah. I think that was pretty noble. Of exactly. Yeah. Um, and thinking back on it, I think the marble game was the first time like he got, I don't want to say he got caught, mm. but he realized that he doesn't, didn't know really what was going on because he picked Ali knowing like, okay, this oh, is the yeah. greatest, this is going to be the most advantage I have mm-hmm. knowing who he is and, mm-hmm. you know, trust and whatnot. And then when it came to the reality where they have to kill each other, yeah. that was like the one point of tension where he was like, okay, you know, this is going to be like, you know, he's going to have to come face to face with what he thinks is truly like morally right mm-hmm. versus, you know, the decisions that he has to make to to win this money. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. and that's why I realized, you know, that that was so hard. You know, in that scene when he like screws over Ali, you're just like, dude, this guy's like heartless. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, I go back to the reality that you can't blame him. Yeah. You like, know? What are you, so, it's just your life. Yeah. Like, what, what are you going to do? do? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's still, I think, one of the only times in the series where he really loses his composure. Yeah, he does. And he like, yeah. like cries like, like, I gave you the money like for the bus. And yeah. like, I did this for you. Like, how, yeah. you have to like, let me live. You know, like. Yeah. So he really is not virtuous yeah. at all throughout. And you, and you really see it in that, in that part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we're coming up uh, at, at an hour mark. A- any anything else we wanted to talk about that we didn't get to cover? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. I the, mean, I think I'm gonna go back and rewatch it. Yeah, and just kind of because it's there's so much. It's yeah. really dense. It's a really yeah. dense show. Somebody told me that if you rewatch it, mm-hmm. there's some Easter eggs in there that you might miss. Hmm. Like in the prison, I think in like one of the prison scenes, like when they take away all the beds. Mm-hmm. Like you see all the games actually on the wall. Oh or yeah, like that's that. right. Yeah. So I there's a few that. Easter eggs in there that I think people miss mm-hmm. that I'd be interested in, what, in kind of going through it again. Yeah, there are a few theories. Um, like yeah. the, one of the theories that I actually don't agree with, but someone said that in the subway game, like subway yeah. where they're doing the takji thing. Yeah. Um, like if you choose the blue one, yeah, then you're a contestant. But if you choose the red one, you become a guard. Because like. Um, like one of the soldiers. In oh, the really? Game. I don't know if I believe that because what's incentivizing the soldiers to to oh, be sure. that way? You know. Yeah, so, yeah. but it's interesting because, um, like if you as you watch the show, even the guards don't really know each other and they're kind of like anonymous. And oh, true. They're so like they're, there's a little bit of credibility there, I guess. But. Yeah, I actually didn't. I actually didn't know about that. Yeah. Also, depending on what doctor you choose, mm-hmm. you're given a certain role. Right. Interesting. Right. So, I mean, but who, who knows if that's real or not. But um, yeah, I think that color symbolism is like existent throughout because even at the end when he dies, his, his hair, hair red. red. Yeah. Um, like the idea is that what I think is the idea is that like that's the color of power. Yeah, that he's, exactly. Like, associated with. So yeah. he's, he's, he's like taking over. So uh, there, I guess. And I was wondering be, why yeah. he colored his hair red. Uh-huh. And then obviously I dove into like the YouTube like. <laughs> you know theories and stuff like that and uh-huh. and that was probably the one thing because that was the color that uh those two colors it was red and i think it was the red and green yeah wasn't green. It? Mm-hmm. red and green and so um you start to see that play out and that's what i want to see like going back into the show mm-hmm. like um where does the red and green show up right. like what are some of the other easter eggs that i may have missed yeah. and stuff so so then uh the lastly let's talk about uh predictions for season two and, and what do you think is going to happen in season two 
I think the cop mm-hmm. is going to be a part of like the front man's. He's going to be part of like the Squid Game, like behind the scenes, mm-hmm. hmm. right? Okay. Now that he knows it's his brother, mm-hmm. right? I think you know he's. They're going to try. They're going to kind of work something out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's going to be basically um, what's his name goes back into the Squid Game. Mm-hmm trying to like beat the system in a way mm-hmm. um but again i'm not i'm not in- entirely sure yeah. so, and like a lot of this is kind of like hunger games too right. you know you know like the hunger games like um trilogy and how like they had to get put back into the game and yeah. stuff like that yeah because uh, it, it's the only way in which he'd be able to really change yeah. it in some ways mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that, that's sort of my first two thoughts mm-hmm. that comes to mind. Um, they say the subway guy is going to play a bigger role. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is either. Yeah. I don't know who he is. Yeah. So Kong Yu, he's like a really uh-huh. famous guy. Yeah. 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 Um, so it makes sense. But Korean dramas do do this thing where they give cameos to like really famous okay. people yeah. every now and again, you know? Okay. So I, I don't know. If they I may have just paid him a lot just to play this one role. Just just that one scene. Okay. You know, I don't know if, who knows, yeah. with the popularity, he might come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Lee byung uh-huh. um, the front man, yeah. his reveal was um, like really like, oh my gosh, because he's, he's, he's also huge, yeah. a huge guy. Even yeah. in, in America, like he's been in G.I. Like, Joe, right? G.I. Joe, Red, like yeah. he's been in several like movies and things like that. So I, I think my prediction is it's, it's going to be a lot of Lee byung the front man. Uh-huh trying to deal with Ki-hoon and his younger brother. So what I think is going to happen is he's going to save his younger brother, yeah. try to convince him he's going to be unsuccessful and the brother's going to like younger brother's going to escape somehow uh-huh. and it's going to be the younger brother, the cop and Ki-hoon somehow teaming up to at, take him down at some point to try to dismantle the games from outside of the games. Oh, interesting. I think that's I just because like within the game it's like like you kind of lose yourself, you know. Like sure. all, all the characters kind of like lose themselves. And yeah. So like I don't know if Kyun's gonna try to go back into the game to okay. do it again. Sure. I, I think it's gonna be somehow they're gonna do it from without outside of the game to try to interesting dismantle it somehow. Okay. That, that if I had to guess for it, what's yeah. gonna happen in season two? Do you think we'll see another like version of Squid Game? Like as in like another version of like them hosting the games inside so like we'll get more hmm. more like um tug of war type of games mm-hmm. like we'll see different teams and stuff you know what i think would be cool if they did yeah. is so the implication is that the host of the game got to choose the games right okay and he chose those games because those are the games he played as a child uh-huh. and it like he got to relive it yeah and it was exciting for him right okay but i feel like this is a system where it like rotates. Like it's not just okay. one host all the time. Sure. Like another VIP is going to be host next. Interesting. So maybe they'll go somewhere else and they'll hmm. play the childhood games of someone else. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then, so these are all new games. So Kyun and the younger brother won't really know oh. what they are. So then it'll be a, a challenge. I think there's a theory of like, there are squid games happening around the world. Huh. So like, you know how they brought in all of these like VIP guys mm-hmm. So like there's a squid game happening like in Paris or something like that. Huh. And you're like it rotates around the world. Uh-huh. Because it's just like why would they all just come to Korea right. type of thing like right. you know it's just a bunch of rich guys. And so I'm wondering that that could be it. Yeah. You know like so they're just kind of recruiting people. Mm-hmm. I don't again 
we have no idea. Yeah. Do we know if when season two might be coming out or no? I I don't even know. Did they confirm season two is coming out? I don't know. I think they'd have to at this point. Yeah. They right. have. I. I th- because like another thing about Korean dramas that a lot of people don't know is yeah. it's what is one and well, done. It's one and done. Yeah. yeah. But then if you I don't know if you saw Kingdom the zombie one. Mm-hmm. So that's like that was like six episodes at two seasons or three seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, it's interesting because this guy wrote this in two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for a while. Right. Do they have anything? Are they be make they would try having to make it up now that it's popular. Right. And so that's going to be one of those other things. It's going to be, is it going to be just as good? Yeah. Maybe they have a good formula. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, it would be great. I think there are still a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. It's particularly the cop, the sure. policeman. I think yeah. so. They, I would be, I would definitely watch if there's a season two. But, Absolutely. But we'll have to see. It's a, it's amazing. Like, um, I don't want to say the butterfly effect. It's that's only because I watched this other video, but like uh-huh. the butterfly effect of Netflix in their history to get to this point mm-hmm. when a Korean show so I saw this like it's a it's a Korean show that's has English English subtitles and audio mm-hmm. you know being streamed on an American platform you know and then there's a like a Indian guy who's plays a Pakistan like the butterfly effect to get to this point is absolutely crazy mm. because you know if it to nobody would have ever imagined like the world would be captivated by a Korean show. You yeah. know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Like on Netflix. Yeah. Um, because of, you know, just the history of entertainment. Yeah. Because of COVID and all, and just everything. Like who knows if this would have ever seen the light of day without without it, of um, without things have gotten, getting to this point. So, right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, amazing. It's amazing. You think back like 10 years ago, if you see an Asian on TV, like we would like assume, oh, Chinese Jack, or Japanese. Yeah. 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 Chinese or Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Never would have thought it would be Korean. Like every time like something a little bit Korean came on, like yeah. I would get excited. Like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, that's Korean, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like to get from that to here where we are now, yeah, yeah absolutely is amazing. It's, I mean, my first experience of Korean in cinema was uh James Bond Die Another Day. Do you remember that? Oh, with the North Korean. Yeah, with Rick Yoon speaking yeah. Korean. Right. And it was just horrendous <laughs> you know i remember i'm like this is unbelievably terrible right and this is this is korean you oh, know that's right and now like obviously you know with k-pop and everything it's just like well yeah. korean food and yeah. it's amazing it's it's something to be like cherishing at this time yeah i just wish it wasn't so twisted you know mm. like you know like people are gonna think like parasite this yeah what is it i don't know if you ever saw snowpiercer yeah snowpiercer that like, was all of that old boy like all of that yeah. is just like dark so you know i mean yeah yeah that that is true all all everything is dark all the ones that became hits here are really twisted and dark yeah Yeah, yeah, you're right yeah and so for better or worse yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it it resonated with people and that's why it's it's so famous exactly so yeah maybe there's a little bit of darkness in all of us for sure for sure (laughs) yeah well andrew thank you so much for uh coming again thank you Um, thanks for bringing me back into the podcast world yeah, yeah yeah and this this conversation was really I had a lot of fun. I can't yeah. believe that was an hour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, guys, if you haven't seen Squid Game, um, why are you listening to this? We told you to stop listening and go watch it. But if you listened anyways, go go watch it for sure. It's It'll take you on an emotional roller coaster and it'll leave you with a lot of deep thoughts like like we had. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait for all the Halloween costumes. Oh, I yeah. It's going to be a Squid Game Halloween <laughs> yeah. costume fest. Yeah. So. 
people who have already have those like green tracksuits, they're just gonna throw those on and just put some numbers yeah, on yeah, it. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, thank, thank you again. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time.